Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. This is Justin Alexio. And it's Friday, so we have a guest in the house. This guy, I haven't seen in almost six years. It's crazy. We were on an improv group together. He's a funny actor, comedian, writer. Give it up for Joel Dotton. Yes. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for coming by. Thank you for having me on. What's oh, crazy is you, you look still young and the same. You must be uh, moisturizing. Are you hitting on me right now? <laughs> um, it's I, actually I do part zero. of the podcast. He hits on all of our guests. Oh, wow. <laughs> Couldn't get a chicken here today. Right? <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Um, I'm not moisturizing, no. I haven't, I haven't had to yet. I've given up on my physical appearance right now. I'm just letting time run its course. So hopefully it works out for me. So why has it been, because uh, I'm just meeting you, Joel, for the first time. Why has it been uh, like almost five, six years since you guys have seen each other? I like Joel, but we were never like super close friends. At, like I more looked up to him because he was a senior when Stop I was on a freshman. <laughs> and, uh, and then like I, he moved out here and then, I don't know, we just have not. Co- like connected, and then I kind of forgot he moved out here till like he popped up on my Facebook again. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. it it is. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you just know so many people, and Phoenix is so close to LA, so yeah. it's just a conduit. You know, there's just so many people that just move straight away to LA that there's a lot of people out here, re- regrettably, that I don't see that I certainly should and would probably help me, but um, I'm too busy just staying locked inside my house, you know, worried about money. So, you know, like, well, if I go over there, I'm going to have to get a drink. And if I get a drink, it's going to be $5. And we might go out and get lunch and that's going to be 15. And now that's $20. I don't have $20. Just stay inside and watch the TV. That's what Justin and I have done for years. We do this, like, uh, we do this gig a, a couple times a month where it's like $5 for parking valet for like for the night. But we're like, hey, man, if we walk like half a mile or three quarters of a mile (laughs) with all the equipment, we won't have to pay for that valet parking. And over time, that will save us maybe $60 this year. And the workout. You get a workout. It's like there's all these other things going on. You're trying to justify. We'll be sweaty, but, man, we'll have worked out so many calories. We'll be (laughs) swole in two weeks. Yeah. All the, like. (laughs) Poor excuses for why you're doing. Yeah, you know, you know, we'll look misty as we go on stage. It'll be like right. mysterious. Yeah, like, like we've cool. done. We've already been working. They're like, where do these guys come from? They're sweaty. It's like, oh man, they're busy. It's cool way. We gotta book them. They're working all the time. <laughs> we want that. Yeah. Sweaty, like yeah, miserable, yeah. lugging your shit up with yeah. you. We called you in. Uh, you've got a great sweaty look, <laughs> and uh, we think you'd fit in how really easy, well here at ABC. How easy for is it for you to sweat? Can you sweat? Pretty easily you just turn that on is it like crying <laughs> great acting tool great yeah. acting tool uh so what's been going on the last uh you know since you saw justin what's uh what has been going on yeah I last i heard you because when i left i left before you did and you said i'm gonna come to la but I, it was one of those things where i feel like a lot of people don't do it and you they did say it. it man i had yeah. to get out I, you have to I don't know. I, I'm a firm believer in the in the idea that you have to leave the place you were born. It, it like really does round you out as a person to just see new street names even and be like, oh, that's Highland Avenue, like or whatever it is, street. I don't even know what it is, but 
I still don't know. Did Sunset you? Drive, cool. It's like, oh, I'm no longer in, you know, in Phoenix. Like, I have a new place I need to learn and new people <laughs> I need to talk to. And it kind of just makes you be a, a, an adult, yeah. like a real person. You Did know? you have this problem when I moved out here? Because Phoenix is on the grid system. And I could not find this is because I came right at the time GPS was kind of becoming a thing, but I couldn't afford one. So I would just get lost all the time. It sucks. I can't imagine not having a map in my pocket anymore. Like, (laughs) I can't imagine how hard it was back then. And by then, I mean 15 years ago. Like, (laughs) getting around, especially in a city you don't know, that would be. What you'd like write down directions? I would write, but I, I wouldn't. I <laughs> right? would Yeah. You look them up. You write them down. You try to look at the map and hope you have a photographic memory. I'd print out the map quest things and I'd make a wrong <laughs> turn and then I would be fucked. And mm-hmm. I would try and hope someone I could call to help me find. Right. And the map is so like zoomed out. You can't look at what street you're on anymore. So you're looking at the directions, being like, okay, I know I missed this turn <laughs> somewhere, and like the map is huge. Oh yeah, that's it's my life is frustrating enough, and it's I have so many you know helpful. Uh, utilities, I can't imagine losing any of them. You know, like yeah. I hate driving, and I, 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 but I love it at the same time. You know, I, I hate machines and and technology, but you have to embrace them and love them uh, because if you don't, you're just you know 85 years old all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, you know? nobody wants to be 85. <laughs> no, you just lost all of your 85 and up audience. They just shut this podcast off. We had less enough of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard enough. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I moved out here, I had I actually made the investment to get like a hundred dollar GPS, a Tom Tom that I had mm-hmm. in my car, <laughs> and uh, I still it, uh, I still have the uh, there's a, a magnet a magnetic kind of um, actually not a magnetic uh, more of a sticky thing that you put on your windshield <laughs> that it's glue. a suction cup. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, it's not what that's called. It's uh, this new thing called glue. <laughs> Joel is telling me. Yeah, uh, and so. <laughs> The thing with this is, uh, so I have it glued to the middle of my windshield. <laughs> I haven't used that GPS in probably three or four years, and that thing is not coming off. <laughs> I think the windshield is going to come off. Right. Soon, You're going like, to have to break the windshield. Yeah, you have to so. hit somebody, and then finally you'll be like, well, <laughs> then, I killed that guy, well, but I got a new God, windshield. got a yeah. new windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Lost that stupid GPS thing. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was, like like, was kind of similar in the regard where, the GPS technology wasn't all the way worked out. So if you missed your turn, it would send you as like, turn around in 1.5 miles. Make a left in 1.5 miles. Right. You're like, what? Or it would be like, turn left. You're like, this is a one-way street. I can't turn Oh, left. man. Like it was, it like wasn't figured out well, yet. Well, it still is. Even when they had the new Apple Maps come out, they were still sending people into rivers and oceans and yeah. stuff, right? I yeah, mean, they yeah, still yeah. can't figure it out. You know, it's probably all the people that are fucking with the Google vans as they drive by, and, you know, like flashing them, and they're like, okay, we can't go down that street. You know, like, they don't use that street. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, uh, what was the first thing that you booked out here that you Oh, could, my like- God. <laughs> the first thing I booked, I, it's so funny. I tell people about this all the time because I'm shameless. But Perfect. I, so the first thing most people book, if they're lucky, is if they're really lucky, is a network TV show and it might be a co-starring role and you might have a line or three or a scene if you're, if you're lucky. You know, like you might get like, you want that little network logo on your reel clip, right? So that when you send it to another caster, they're like, oh, well, that person vouched for him and he can clearly be on Bold and the Beautiful, so he might be able to do Parks and Recreation, whatever. My first role was a non-union show for Investigation Discovery <laughs> and it was... It was a show called Hostage Do or Die. <laughs> and I was the bad guy. The show was an hour long. And 
it was the first thing I'd ever booked, and I played a paranoid schizophrenic hostage taker <laughs> set in 1981 Atlanta. And we shot downtown at the DWP building on a weekend. I was given one day to prepare. I got the, and it's me for 40 minutes being a crazy person. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I remember I like got it, and then I was like, I went to like super serious actor, but I'm like, okay, I gotta like make sure I nail this. Like, this is it, you know? And it certainly was at the time. This is my one shot. This out is here it, man. Yeah. If I blow this, I'm moving back to Phoenix. <laughs> They'll tell all the casting directors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna send it to everybody. They're gonna be calling me like, who are you? Are you real? Are you, you the schizophrenic Atlanta guy from 1981? Yeah. Wait a minute. How are you still young? <laughs> um, so, anyway, so I, I, I get the role. On like a, whatever it is, a Tuesday night. I have Wednesday to prepare. We're shooting on Thursday. Forty minutes, okay? Forty-four minutes of me being a crazy person. And so I was, and like I said, it was like they gave me everything too. They gave me the FBI tapes, like the the uh, hostage negotiation tapes. There was listening. So I was to listening study. to this guy, yeah, who, who's going crazy on the tapes. <laughs> Literally paranoid, schizophrenic. And and was like you, there was like a demon that would come out of his voice. He'd be like talking to me. He's like, and it was it was a southerner. So he'd be like uh, he'd be like I don't want I don't want you to call me back. Like uh, you know this is this is gonna be my my negotiation. I'm, like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. Like the tapes were like that. There's this demon that would surface in his voice. So I'm sitting there preparing, you know, and I'm like getting in my dark spot, you know, like okay, I've got to like I got to make this guy. I got to make him work. His name was Morris Roberts. So, um, so yeah, so that was, and I got, I got death photos of him. So spoiler alert, I get killed in the show, but, but they gave me like the, the like FBI photos of him handcuffed because they killed people. They still handcuff him, I guess. Like they're just learning all this useless knowledge like that, but they'll still handcuff you if you're dead, just in case you're not. Um, and uh, I saw like, like these brutal photos of him, like murdered on the ground and stuff. And, uh. And then I, I went in and I nailed it. <laughs> I went in on that Friday or whatever and I just crushed it. It was so funny. Dude, I was like, I was like so focused on set. You know, people were like really kind of intimidated by me because they thought I was a real actor. You know? Yeah. And I'm not going to tell anybody I'm not. Because that's the first thing you have. You get a role, you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like mentally, in, but you know, in, inside you're like going crazy, but outside you just like have that kind of cool facade. You're like, okay. Yeah, I can do that easy. You know, it's like, oh, I can, you know, anybody can do the waiter for three lines. Anybody can do the, you know, the hipster or the cashier at the grocery store or the whatever it is, the pizza boy delivery guy in three lines. That's easy. But it's like, oh, 44 minutes. So, yeah, so that, sorry if I've taken up the whole 30 minutes talking about this stupid show. No, but you can actually watch it, it online. So you can go on Vimeo and see the whole thing. <laughs> Please. Go, it's called FBI Takeover. <sighs> is this still on Hostage, your reel? Hostage, do or die. It's. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know what what reels are anymore. I don't like. I don't know, man. I don't know. Now, did you happen to look like this guy, or did you just nail it so much that they're like, "This is our guy"? Vaguely, uh, I remember because I, I saw photos of him. He had kind of longer hair, and I kind of did like that whatever Southern Georgian accent. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it was like. I think looking like him helped, and that's you know like that's more than half the battle sometimes. Yeah, especially commercially, it's like if you got to look like somebody, and if you don't, then you're goodbye. So I think like me looking like him certainly gave me a leg up on everybody else, and it was a non-union thing, so everybody else probably sucked. You know, ninety <laughs> percent of the people probably sucked anyway. So it's like I'm just already off to a good start. <laughs> Well, tell it like it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been here for five years. It seems it feels like a lifetime, but I'm like I'm already fed up. 
What was uh, whenever you're starting out? Uh, now I'm sure you were super pumped to book that gig and, and you know Can you call tell? home about it, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, what was like the next thing that you're like, like after you did it, you're like I'm I'm like really proud to tell people about this, like when it's gonna air or mm-hmm. or where people can see it, and uh, what was the the process like behind that? Um, I mean that I don't think that moment has really come yet, <laughs> but uh, um, I I mean it's you know it's a lot of small victories, it's a lot of little stuff. Well, There's so much going on yeah. underneath. There's so much undercurrent of any successful quote unquote successful person that there's so much foundation that goes into building it that it's hard to be like, oh, this is, I, I mean, there's certainly, I, I could give you, you know, a half dozen things that have happened over the course of, you know, that it seems like there's been like an upward, you know, momentum to me being here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the next thing would probably be, I, I mean, it's, it's meeting people, right? It's like, I knew somebody I worked with uh, at the New York Film Academy. I was like a, a counselor for their high school summer program. And uh, I met somebody uh, that was working on at the time. Uh, it was called Video Game High School. I had no idea what it was. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but yeah, it I've heard of Video Game. Literally the biggest yeah. online show ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was like became the biggest web series. It was uh, helmed by uh, by Freddie Wong um, of Rocket Jump, and it's been three seasons. So I was on. I was recurring on uh, like a guest star, funny little uh, like newscaster, sportscaster role, but video game caster, I guess you'd call it. Um, for three seasons, I was recurring as that. So just like that was super, I was super proud to like do that. And uh, I even auditioned for another character on the show. Um, but they had me in mind for this one, but just even giving the opportunity, super proud of that, you know, like super happy that, uh, somebody thought of me for something like that, you know, like it's a great feeling, right? Right. He came up to me and was like, Hey, I'm writing this thing. I'm working with these guys. They're all pro. Like we like, and all of a sudden it clicked like, Oh my God, Joel would be great for this. And they go in there and do, you know, uh, a good job. You know, that was certainly probably one of the most rewarding things when I was starting out. That happened maybe a year or two after being here. And then it was, you know, probably about a season, a year, so three seasons. And I'm sure since, I mean, it has such a big online following, I'm sure that that helped you get, you know, your other auditions and and stuff like that. Like having that on your resume, do you think? Well, at the same time... No, because still nobody <laughs> nobody cares about web stuff. Still, I mean, it's kind of now it, it is it's getting just now that now. Netflix and Hulu and things that are not on TV, quote unquote, are right. now doing real shows. But this was even three or four three years ago when so like maybe it's just a tad bit before. Oh yeah, yeah that way nobody. Ca- well, I would tell people that I like that were in the industry, and they're like they had no idea because isn't that the way it works? Like the people, the content creators are making so much noise, and the industry is so slow. To respond that it's like if they would have known, then they'd be on the you know riding the wave. Yeah. But they're always behind. They're always playing catch up. And now this Rocket Jump company, the people that produce this web series, are like partnered with Lionsgate, <laughs> and now they have a show that they're filming with Hulu right now. I believe I just saw a trailer. It looks fantastic. Um, so that's just the way. And it's slowly now it's like oh man, somebody's got to lay claim to these people. Somebody's got to lift their leg on these people, you know, and mark them as their own before somebody else gobbles them up. So, yes, it was, it, you know, I still had to tell people, I was like, it's literally the biggest show. Like, that's the best thing I could tell people about Video Game High School. Yeah. Like, it's literally the number one show online. And people be like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So, all right. uh, when is it coming to TV? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Where yeah. can I see yeah, it? Yeah, where can I, uh, yeah. what channel is it on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but that's, uh, I mean, it's cool how things uh, are changing. And it might be one of those things where even... Now, now that that's, it could start helping you on the back end of things currently. Right. 
which is yeah. that's be- exciting. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's always good to be do you know in bed with people that have done good work because as they get you know as they get better, you know their work will kind of follow them. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, I mean, a lot of things that like casting director workshops and stuff they don't tell you is just how important it is just to be able to talk to people and keep a relationship going because you'll get referred for stuff down the line if you're a decent even if you're a decent actor but you have a good behavior and personality or whatever I've seen so many people ruin like relations I mean commercial auditions they're like I'm late, but I want to get seen. I drove all the way to the west side. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Don't scream at the casting director. They're God, never going to call you. Some people are so self-important, and me included. But it's like, <laughs> you know, it but is I amazing really how they can't important. hide it. You just can't hide yeah. it. you got to like, you know, you've got to be friendly. You've got to be nice. And you've got, like I was thinking about it on the way over here, you've just got to like demonstrate value to anybody. Whether it be socially, it's like, oh, we like having this person around. He's yeah. funny. He's good for conversation. He's opinionated. He's whatever. Or demonstrate value emotionally. If like, you know, you like you're good to have around, but you know, like whatever. You just have to be a, a real human being. You know, you can't just like operate individually on your own and think you're going to make it. It's just not going to happen. Cuz almost everything I've done so far has come via referral or like word of mouth. And for the first time ever, I just got a meeting. I went to a meeting a week ago at Abrams. Um, I had a commercial meeting there. And they had seen me in something, another project I just did that came out a few weeks ago, um, an online thing. They'd seen me in this project and emailed my manager cold and said, hey, we saw your client, Joel, in this thing. We think he's great, and we want to meet with him. Wow. So can you? we set up a meeting? So that was the first That's time awesome. that, it, that it's ever like somebody saw me took the extra step to be like, where can I find him? Who is he with? What is he doing? Mm-hmm. And then make that lateral move to my manager. And then it got back to me. And it was like the most flattered I'd ever been. I was like, hell yeah, set up a meeting. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's you what know? you want. You want people that like you because uh, I've dealt with agents that they they're just they just take you on. You're just the Latino option or whatever. But <laughs> if people think you're funny and seek you out, that can only be good It's things. amazing. Yeah. And then, I, and of course, I walk into that meeting. I'm like, you guys called me. Yeah. You know, it's like zero yeah. desperation, they which can't is play impossible the for actors to shine. You know, it's, it's like that desperate kind of veil that we all wear because we need it. We need people to like us and say yes. <laughs> we need it. Like that's, that's what happens. So like to go into this office without any of that and being like, you called me. Like, hi, nice to meet you guys. How the hell are you? You know? And then we went and I just tore the roof off the building. We were, it was like, yeah, Kurt, I probably blew stories. the meeting. I have no funny stories, no. I mean, I kept joking that I was drunk, and they probably believed me at some point, because I was, I mean, I was like on a tear. They're like, are you really like this all the time? And I'm like, no and yes. I mean, like, like, is your voice usually like that, or is it more coarse? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it changes, man. But yeah, this is pretty much me. But, uh, but I didn't hear back from him, so... So who knows? But it was only on Friday, so it's still still too oh, early that's, to tell. That's still early. It's still too early. It was late on Friday too. I was so great. I walked in. Of course, the weekends right around the corner. I'm just like, hey guys, I don't care what happens right now. I'm just gonna like have fun with all y'all. And yeah. the best meetings you'll ever have in this in this city and in this industry will have nothing to do with business. You will talk nothing about business. Yeah, it'll just be like getting to know somebody, you know. And that's what I try to tell people too. That are like starts like. Don't walk in. You know, they asked me, they're like, do you have any questions for us? Which is like an actor feeding frenzy. You know? It's like, oh, uh, yeah, I do. How many, how many clients do you have? Do you have any types like me? How often do you get them out? It's like, 
I don't care. <laughs> like, I didn't ask. I go, I go, no, I don't, really. I don't have any questions for you. Because, like, I could just waste your time and talk for talking's sake. But, like, you know, I think that that also just, like, looks good to them. So they're like, you know, they're like, yeah, if you don't have any questions, don't waste our time. Don't waste your time. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so the meeting went so well. We were talking about everything but the business. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's the way to do it now. Right. Right. I saw that you didn't you re- you recently booked like a, a like a partner movie, right? I think I saw that on uh, my Facebook. Yeah, 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 but you I might have been lying about that one. <laughs> uh it was if it was with John Hamm, then it was definitely a lie. I don't I put on Facebook, yeah, don't do this. I put on Facebook. <laughs> I put on I I put on Facebook, guys. I was like I was going to New York to visit some friends. Yeah. So I just wanted to let my friends in New York know. So I'm like, "Hey, book the movie with John Hamm shooting in New York." <laughs> In a week, for oh, a week, boy. you know. Oh, but boy. here's what I did: I spelled both his first and last name wrong, so I thought people would get it. I spelled it J O H N H A M, so yeah. a double misspelling. And instead of people being like, "Oh, that's Joel joking," and "Ha ha, good one," which is still not a good joke, people are just like, "Oh, that's Joel, and he's an idiot." But good for him that he got this role. But he's a complete moron because people are like, "Learn to spell his name." Congratulations! Can't wait to see it. And then by the time I like saw where it was at, oh, no. it had like well over a hundred likes, and I don't have oh. a lot of friends, but it's just like and people like forty comments about like oh, I knew you'd do it, buddy. I'm oh, like oh god. No. So I'm still. This is the first time I've ever like publicly come out, and I doubt anybody's gonna hear it. So whatever. But it's a lie. That's I'm a liar. So funny. <laughs> but anyway, I did. I did book. I, I'll tell you about another movie I did book. Yeah. I'm shooting in San Francisco. I'm co-starring in a film. With my buddy Steve Goldblum, who has a couple of PBS shows, and he just booked the Fox pilot, I think. Um, he's doing really well, but we're shooting. He's the lead, and I'm, I, I play his cousin, and we're shooting in San Francisco for three weeks coming up here. I go up there in late June. Oh, that's So that's awesome. going to be fun. It's like a buddy road trip movie. It's yeah. called Remember Me. It's going to be great. It's going to be very good. That'll be fun. I'm very excited for it, yeah. I did a, not to that extent on Facebook, but I took a, uh, I had my friend, also, is in New York. Had a friend take a picture of uh, me standing underneath NBC's Rainbow Room, and the caption that I decided to put was "trying to get a job here." Just making a joke, like because my dream job is Saturday Night Live. Dude, the freaking <laughs> comments that that were like, "Oh, you, uh, oh, cool, yeah, uh, yeah, you should become a page there." Oh, and then, like, people are like, oh, are you, like, so many people thought I was becoming a page there. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to quit comedy, move to New York, just start being a page at NBC, right. and maybe work my way up in production and never see the stage. Right. Okay. I always believed in you, Jeremy. I always, I always I knew believed. you had it in you <laughs> to yeah, be a page. Like, oh, I'm man. Like, All right. Well. Oh, God. Yeah, and you're like, how do you, like... And then you, and then six months later, you meet somebody. It's like, hey, did you, did you get that page? <laughs> yeah. and you're like, what are you're you like, oh, talking oh, about? God, yeah, sorry. Oh, that, oh, that thing. Oh, yes. I'm just bad at jokes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. It really is. It's just a poor, <laughs> yeah, poorly, poorly constructed joke, <laughs> poorly veiled. They were yeah. like, uh, this one's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I was like, Haha. jokes on you, everybody. John Ham, whatever. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Wait, I'm gonna wh- be in NYC. Let me know. Why didn't I would have? If I was you, I would have just taken it down. Why did you not take it down? Because I kind of relished in the fact that I'm an idiot, and I get to like I, everybody. You know, I have to I have to answer for my sins. You know, it's like oh, and I still am talking to people, and my best friends too. Like the only people that got the joke. Here's it. 
my roommate, who lives with me every day and sees me and knows I would have booked something with John Hamm, and my brother, who knows I'm an idiot, and was like, I knew that was like a joke and that you're a moron. And now you really stepped in some shit, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> God. And then eventually it probably makes it back to my mom at some point. She's like, you didn't tell me you're working with John Hamm? You know, and it's like, oh, I saw that your friend Andy's mom, Kathy, told me. And it's like, oh, oh God. No. You know, they're like, we already bought the champagne. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, well, drink it alone because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> well, we're getting to the uh, end of our podcast here. It's flown by. It's, uh, oh, my it's, God. It's time for the Hollywood bitch slap. Watcha. Did you, uh, you had said you had one for us, Joel? I have one, guys. All right, let's it's, do it. Uh, yeah, it's a miserable experience. How much time do I have? You, you got time. Okay. You got, yeah, you you got, got time. So uh, this happened about eight months ago, and this, this happened when I was probably at my lowest point I've been since moving to L.A. Perfect. So, we love recent stories. <laughs> recent <laughs> stories, dude. Yeah, could you believe me now? I've come so far. So... Um, God, this is just, there's multiple. This is like a bitch fest. This is a slap fest here. Um, so anyway, I had, I had gotten a new agency um, earlier in the year, and they uh, were super excited about me, and I was totally like intoxicated with like their energy and their enthusiasm. And then pilot season goes by, nothing really happens, and then the summer happens, and it's slow, so I'm already kind of like feeling bored and useless. And then episodic comes back, and I'm like, that's where I kind of can make my make my money here is, is like in the episodic season, I can get some co-star, guest star stuff. Yeah. Nothing happens. Uh, and then I'm on uh, the IMDb or Actors Access, one of the two, and I see they're no long, I'm no longer represented by this company, oh right? Like, just out of the blue. And I'm like, keep in mind, I'm like doing nothing with my life right now. It's like I'm working at a cafe, yeah. hoping to get auditions. So then, like, if you lose the one person that, like, you think is fighting for you, it's like... Great. Yeah. Now where now? So I was like, soul crush. Initially, it's yeah, exactly. So initially, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, maybe it's a clerical error. Hold on. <laughs> Knowing full, I was just trying to like soften the blow, right? So I email them. I'm like, hey guys, it was just uh, you know, floating around the internet, you know, IMDb, and I saw that you're no longer on my representation list. Uh, hope all is well. <laughs> Whatever. And they write me back, and they're like. Oh, sorry, you didn't get the email. Uh, I guess we dropped you. And it's like, of course, the email is the one I'd never get. I get every other email from them ever except the important one where they say, hey, we're dropping you, you loser. So That's also I'm crazy like, they didn't, wouldn't call you. Don't or, call me. Well, it's yeah. like everybody's so goddamn sensitive these days. It's like I'm an adult. True. Just tell me. It's a business. I get it. If it's I'm true. not making money for you, if I'm not going out, then it's not working for me either. Yeah. So just like tell me, hey, listen, dude, it's not working dude. out, right? It's like so I'm like brimming with this frustration, and I'm all and I have nothing now. In my mind, I'm like I am back to where I was when I moved here. I have no manager, I have no agent. I'd also like got rid of my manager when I got this agent because I thought they were going to be great. Nothing now. I have nothing going on. That's kind of a bitch slap. Here's the actual <laughs> like super bitch slap. Jesus. My brother, Trevor, is not really an actor. Okay, he does not have a headshot. He does not have a resume. He does not have an agent. He does not have a manager. He has little to no experience. He has no classes. He has nothing under his belt. My brother books the series lead of an ABC pilot. How does that happen? 
the Hollywood story. Dude, my brother Trevor is the Hollywood story. He was working at a cafe, and it was like a side job he'd taken. He was there a couple days a week. Casting director walks in. Hey, you look like you'd be great for my show. I'm trying to cast it. I can't find anybody. Oh. My brother's like, well, I'm not really an actor. He, like, the only person who works at a restaurant that would ever say that. You know, he's like, I'm not really an actor, which is kind of true, although he's a great actor. So I don't know why he just doesn't buck up and say he's an actor and go, you know, like, make a career for himself. Anyway, he... The, the day this happens, the day the casting director says, like, hey, listen, why don't you just tape these sides, do a self-tape, tape these sides, get it to me, we'll see what happens. The day he calls me and tells me he has to film these sides was the day I emailed my agent and heard back from them that, hey, we dropped you. Oh. So the day I'm, like, without a paddle floating oh. down the river, you know. Your brother is ascending my brother's into the coming heavens. over, right, to film an audition that he got, you know, you the helped him film record. it. I was the I ran camera. I'm all of a sudden the camera operator, <laughs> and my brother and I knew he was going to book it. I knew it because then it was like callback, callback, chemistry test, network test. He books it. The pilot didn't get picked up, unfortunately, or else he'd be doing a lot better. But it's still like and that and I knew I was I I had about three hours of just abject frustration. And jealousy, and I was like, "How do I, how do I square this? Oh my how do I be happy for my brother yeah, and not just entirely member. just frustrated?" You know, I was, dude, I was down and out. I was totally KO'd. I was, I was like, "This is it. Like, what do I do? What do I do?" But luckily, then, like I said, later that night, even it was like once my brother came over, we filmed it. It was like that kind of picked me up, and then him getting it has led to good things for me. And then I realized, I'm like, you know, what's good for the geese is good for the gander. My brother yeah. becomes a great star, like. I'm an actor too. You know, yeah. it's like I can just hop right in and be like, hey, because that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so dude, yeah, I got, I got totally bitch slapped there. And I'm still <laughs> like, and then, like I said, I turned it around. I've since met this casting director that cast my brother. She's helping us on a show that we're developing that we just brought to it one of the big agencies and it got, they want to develop it and pick it up. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. They're, they're that's awesome. And they signed us. So, dude, it's like, oh. Yeah, like See? one of the bigs like brought us on because of this woman that cast my brother. It's just like the way it works. It's just, you know, right when you like think you're down and out, it's like just regroup, take a breath. And I took like two weeks to just like wallow and just be like, okay, I'm going to need time to like rebuild. And then you just start doing it, you know? And then now I'm here. I'm like, I got the agency yeah. email. My man, I got a manager. And I got, you know, I, like I went to a workshop, got a manager, a good manager at Luba Rockland. Um, yeah, I love them. Yeah, good. fantastic. Yeah. And I love her. She's fantastic. Um, she's been great for me. So then now I have a point person. She got me out for pilot season. I got a great feedback. I was going out for some huge movies and getting seen by like other casting directors that were like elevating me up. And you got to see this guy. So it's just like believe in yourself and like don't don't let you're gonna get you're gonna get KO'd, you know, but yeah. there's gonna be another fight. You know, you just gotta like rework your tools and just, you know, like believe you can do it. So uh, I don't know if that was more yeah. than enough. But oh, that was that was amazing, man. Yeah, and, and it, I had a happy ending. Some of them don't, and we get sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ending the summer like, and then I was an alcoholic for three years. Oh no! <laughs> like, well, that concludes the podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, we're out of time. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, but uh, dude, that was that was amazing. And I mean, that's just another story that makes me believe that everything happens for a reason and when the time is right you always think that you are ready for something way earlier in your career and then whenever it finally things start to happen you're like that makes sense that just makes sense so uh 
very happy to hear that, man. Thank you so much for coming by the podcast. Uh, where can people find you social media-wise online? Oh, nowhere. I'm a, I'm, I'm <laughs> video honestly, game I don't school. do anything. Uh, <laughs> they can look at yeah, Video Game High School. You can go watch me on Austin Do or Die, which is hilarious. Um on Vimeo, but on it, but no, my brother and I. This show that we have is Ad Guys. It's on on YouTube. If you want to check it out, I guess. But um, it's a little six minute kind of like proof concept thing. Um, other than that, I don't know. Look for me in this film. Look for me hopefully in some commercials coming up. I don't know. I haven't booked them yet, but <laughs> maybe I will. Who knows? <laughs> awesome. Congrats on everything recently, yeah, thanks, and uh, yeah, wish you the best with everything and uh, continued success. Yeah.